Okay, uh, welcome to Midnight Stroll, I guess. Do we even, do we say that every time? We should stop saying that. I think that. most of the time we do say that and then go, why are we saying that? Yeah, why are we saying that? We should not say that. It's Very currently... eloquently put. Huh? Very eloquently put. We should not say that. <laughs> it's a 10.21 p.m. Uh, and it is 73 degrees outside. Partly cloudy. Precipitation is zero. Humidity is 36. Huh. Interesting. I'm looking forward to our walk later. Yeah, it's been getting a little bit... Actually, no, that's not true. Today was freaking Today was freaking hot. Hot. Yeah. I was driving to Provo. <laughs> and at, you still don't have AC? At 3.30 p.m. Don't have AC, and there was so much traffic. It what? was just the worst. Whatever happened to buying your stuff for AC? So I bought it the very first week of August, and it was like August 1st. Yeah. And my the actual air, like the vacuum, the compressor thing that pulls out the air from your AC, yeah. um, or I guess creates a vacuum in your AC system, that shipped, and that's, uh, that's sitting like literally right behind you, uh, behind those things where the TV kind of is. Um, and it's been there for like three weeks and I have a bunch of other little parts that I bought, like some little things that I have to switch out. Um, and those are supposed to arrive in a week here. Yep. So it's hmm. been like over a month. It's like five weeks. I'm going to have a wood shop before you get all that. Yeah. And I'm going to be literally fixing my AC right when I don't need it in <laughs> September. <laughs> I don't know. There, there can be a couple hot days even into October. Yeah, it's true. I'll just use it all winter long just to be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> F the system. <laughs> anyway, that's enough uh, weather talk. Yeah. Yeah. Is it though? Always talk about the weather. I mean. We could talk about how humiliating it is to get out of your car to go to the library and then realize that your back is covered in sweat and everyone can see it. Hey, it like I can through. I can relate to that. I have leather. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> for your for your motorcycle. No, my regular car. Oh, your black regular leather. car. You're right. Your car has black leather. I forgot about that. No, so I got one of those sun visor things because they make like a 10, 20 degree difference, and my seat's not freaking melting hot when I sit in it. I've legitimately burnt been burned by it with wow. my car already running before I get in. <laughs> it's like you sit down. Oh, it's hot. That's awesome. Like lean forward and wait until the car cools down enough to lean back. Yeah, I'm like sitting up straighter because I don't want to put my back against the seat. And so I'm just like, oh, it's horrible. Anyway. First world problems, man. I know. I have a car that can go 80 miles an hour down the freeway. Um, Weird flex, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we haven't done this for a while. We haven't. We have had a totally lot of stuff of happen to us. Happen to us. I, I like that. <laughs> so, and so like we that. have been... Uh, Stressed, busy, anxious, and tired. Yes, exactly. So basically, um, we're a bunch of lonely single adults. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that happened to us is we had to move. Yeah. So we moved. Totally worth it, though. Yeah, this new At house for is, me. is way better. Kind of. Yeah, this basement's nice. So we're recording in a basement, an unfinished basement, because that's where my studio stuff can uh, be set up. And uh, audio quality will probably 
I mean, you could probably hear the AC just kicked on. Yeah, hopefully the AC doesn't sound too bad. Um, I may have to do some uh, some anti-hum. Should I not blow into the mic then? Probably not. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Add more ambience. <laughs> um, I may get a job, actually, for... Uh, uh, Elias has a guy that he may get me to do some, like... HVAC? No, 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 not because we're talking about AC right now. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, some audio cleanup work. Oh, um, nice. For like script for like movies. Nice for a, for nice, a video nice. he's shooting. Um, and so I may need to buy RX seven. What is that? It's uh, one of the very fancy. It's a very fancy like audio cleanup tool. They have like dehum, de click, oh. de like a whole audio suite. So you can buy the normal one, which um, is not cheap, and then you can buy the like who professional makes isotope. Isotope. I'm curious. I use I, I bought a plug in for Audible. Audible, my gosh. Audition. Oh yeah, yeah. For deverberation. And it's it's really nice. What does uh what um plugin format does Audition use? Um VST three. VST three, okay yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can use your plugins? No. <laughs> None of mine are VST. <laughs> uh, Pro Tools uses uh, naturally. A- they use a proprietary one, <laughs> AAX, or and then uh, uh, actually neither does. Uh, <laughs> and then Logic Apple's uses uh, audio units. Of course they do. Both of them different. Of course they do. The standard is that's uh, to lock you into them. All the other ones use VSTs, but the, most of the time when you buy a plug-in uh, bundle or like you buy a plugin, it comes in all three, and you can download them for all oh, three. That's nice. Um, that's nice yeah. yeah the diverberate's great and the shop talk's probably ridiculously boring yeah this is really inside baseball let's move on okay oh yeah what else what's else what did on? you just say inside baseball i have never heard anyone baseball? say and, that. okay i i found this from a podcast because he says it this guy says it a lot and uh I've used it a couple times, and every time I say it, everyone stops me and says, wait, what? So here's, this is Googling what it means. <clears throat> In American slang, the term inside baseball refers to the minutiae and detailed inner workings of a system that are only interesting to or appreciated by work wonks, insiders, and aficionados. Huh, inside baseball. <laughs> anyway. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Logically. Dude, your MacBook's so old. It is old. I still love it, though. <sighs> Sorry. That ADD. keyboard. I, I need to like fight the ADD for the podcast. Yeah, you should. What else has happened to us? Um, so we moved. That was, a, that was a big thing. Like, literally, I was in L.A., and we heard that we have to move out by Thursday, and week. it was Saturday, <laughs> and I didn't get back from L.A. till Monday. I mean, we didn't move for, like, a full week after that. That's, I was gone by that next Monday. So I was gone in a week. But, but it took I me moved the vast majority of my stuff all alone in 104 degree weather at yeah. noon. And yeah. it was, man, I felt so accomplished after that because I own a lot of hardwood furniture. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I'm so ripped. <laughs> Not really. It was actually disgusting how gross I felt after I was done. <clears throat> No, but moving was the worst, but the new house is fantastic. I have literally more than double the space because I rent the master and it only costs 150 bucks extra or something like that. And I legitimately can fit all y'all's bedrooms in mine. Yeah. His bedroom, <laughs> his bedroom is like massive. I, 
have two shower heads, and it is the best thing ever. Do you use it every day? Yes, I do. <laughs> is it still like slightly warm, slightly um, cold? I'd say I, I only do that. It's not really as special if you do it every day. Mm. So I'll do that maybe once or twice a week. I feel I like I have more room. The, you have the best view in the house for sure. That's true. But my uh, my, in the way. my desk used to be in my room, and so literally I had a little tiny amount of space, and now my desk is downstairs in this unfinished basement. Yeah, moving was great. Um, the house is like up against a mountain and has just this amazing view of the valley, and it makes me feel like I live in absolute luxury anytime I come up here. True, except I have to park on the street. <laughs> that is great. I mean, relative to the world, I do live in absolute luxury. <laughs> That's true. I'm in the top one, two percent of the world, just because I make above minimum wage. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that that's great. I'm still recovering from an ankle sprain. I'm on week number five I of healing, about that. and I can almost run now. <laughs> now I can kind of do this half like jog, and it kind of hurts. And honestly, I should go for a legit like run, run to get it. Oh, man, I miss Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> I almost went insane. There's nothing worse than not being able to walk. And if I become crippled, I'm going to have to be on, like, suicide watch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, it's it's something you can live with. But it uh, it was really miserable for that first two days where I just couldn't put any weight on anything. And my other knee is weak because I popped it out a couple years ago. And so I was pretty miserable for a couple of days. Yeah. You're hobbling on crutches. Yeah. And I hate it. Okay. Let me, let's talk about the looks you get when you have crutches. <laughs> um, let's talk about the women first. <laughs> when women look at you, it's like, Oh, do you need help? Are you Okay. I get you anything and when men look at you it's like huh that sucks I'm really (laughs) glad I'm not him (laughs) so I switched it out for a cane as soon as I could and um I gotta say that was a better improvement I then started getting weird looks from girls like they're just like why does he have a cane that's weird and then dudes are just like dude that cane's rad (laughs) it's so interesting the difference, like it was literally night and day. One day I was at work with crutches. The next day I had a cane and people were treating me completely differently. Hmm. Like I didn't have people rushing to open doors for me anymore. Really? Yeah. Like I legit was walking up to my work door and someone from the opposite office across the hall took her headset off and ran <laughs> to open the door for me on the other side of the hall. And I mean, this hall, you know, my work, it's not like, a tiny hall. It's not a hallway. It's more of an atrium. So it was legit. Like she ran like 30, 40 feet to open the door for me, which I had to use a key card to open. It was super awkward. Yeah, it sucks. And that was when I decided to get a cane instead, even if it hurt like the freaking Dickens <laughs> to walk on my ankle. Anyway, life updates. Yeah, that, that happened too. That was a job hunt. Good. Non-existent <clears throat> at this point. <laughs> I got a job offer from a company. Uh, this was, when was this, a month ago? It's been about Gosh, a month. this is about a month. 
Yeah, about a month ago. Burning both ends of the candle there. And I decided that, because it wasn't a programming job, it wasn't anything I super wanted to do. So I said, you know what? I don't want to do this. Because I felt like there was, I want obviously I want to be, do programming. This was something we've talked about a couple times. But what I've been doing, <clears throat> my strategy has been, why don't you just work part-time or work full-time for, you know, a company doing something you don't want to do. Barely scrape by making not minimum wage, but not great. And then do it on the side. Problem is I have a lot of other extracurriculars with the band and stuff. Yeah. And I'm always tired because a lot of these terrible jobs I'm not good at because I'm they normally deal with people. And, and I'm really worst. not good with people and they it really just yeah, wears me down. And so I'd come home just absolutely exhausted from a job I didn't like. And so I said, you know what, screw it. And so I'm living super fr- frugally. Lavishly. Kind of. Yeah, super lavishly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, looking, just programming as much as I can. Trying to build up a portfolio. Yep. Find clients. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. My yeah. first project um, is a personal website. Question. Which should be done this week or next week. I actually used you a professional reference. Has he called you yet? I don't know. Nope, probably didn't then. He may have. I have this new feature on the iPhone where if... It's ye- an unknown number. If it's an unknown number, it just sends it straight to voicemail. Hmm. Um, because I get so many robocalls. Yeah. Like the other day I sent a screenshot to, uh, me. Yeah. To Josh. It was probably like what, two or three in the afternoon, maybe noon you had, and I had like eight, nine, I think it was nine from 8am to 7pm or something when you sent it to me. It was ridiculous. So I get so many robocalls. I, I downloaded the beta of iOS 13, which this feature is on and I turned it on immediately. And so he may have called me, but if he didn't leave a message, then I... Uh, yeah. He would have, if he didn't leave a message, he would probably would have emailed you. But he, um, I listed you as a freelance developer. <laughs> and it fits because your email address, you know, starts with developer. That's true. So I was just like, that's good. Yeah. It's interesting. So I'm, uh, I'm now saying that I'm not self-employed, I'm self-unemployed. Self-employed. Is my new it's my your new tagline? My new tagline. Your new uh, title. You can print business cards. Yeah. Nathan Sandage, self unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah. So not working. How's your hobbies? I guess uh, I want to know like the reason you wanted to talk about this and kind of what your. Sure. Um, so I have been dying to have hobbies that aren't digital. Right. I mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. avoid. Because I, I work all day on a computer. And honestly, I am seriously, I didn't ever think that I'd feel this because back in high school, I would literally spend 12 hours a day on a computer and I'd love it, especially during the summer when I was out of school. I'd spend 18 hours a day on the computer and I'd love it. But um, I am getting some serious like electronic burnout. Like I am so tired of computers, just computers. Like I'm fine with mobile phones and stuff like that. Social media, no. But I'm I'm getting some legit burnout where I just want to avoid um, my entertainment and my work being on the same device. Mm-hmm. So I am just – I've just been, ironically, watching a ton of YouTube videos about like woodworking. I used to do woodworking and I want to get back into it. And I guess I wanted to talk about hobbies in general for why we do them 
and what we get out of it and how we do them, Hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess I'll start with, like, why I'm starting up with woodworking, and then we can talk about camping and then a couple other things. But woodworking right now is the biggest focus right now because it is so absolutely rewarding, like, because you build something with your hands. You get hands that look manly. (laughs) And, like... It helps also to work out because you have to carry heavy wood and stuff, depending on what you're building. But like the main reason why I want to do it is because it enables me time to be still and quiet and thought, think about something and build something with my hands. And just it's like going to be so cathartic and relaxing and like I'm already like getting high off of it and I haven't even started because <laughs> I think about it basically all day and I have for the last like four days just all day I'm just like man what do I want to build first how do I want to do it I already have a plan in my head that I need to draw out on the first thing I'm building and like I'm getting pretty excited about it Hmm. because there's like nothing better than really zoning into something that takes effort and concentration but not like like it's not like programming where you're focused in intellectually and you're solving problems. It's it's a different kind of zoning into something. It's it's just focusing. Okay, let's make this cut work right. Because working with power tools is terrifying. Because <laughs> if you're not concentrating, you're not committed. You lose fingers. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm I I just really want that itch scratched again of of working really hard to get something and having something I can keep for years later. Like it's been 10 years since I built some stuff in high school and I still, every once in a while I'll look at it and go, man, I did a good job and like fill the finish and be like, Oh man, this is so smooth. <laughs> so that's like woodworking. What's, what's an equivalent for you with hobbies? Like something. Um, <clears throat> trying to think. So this is something that I do. For it's like a, any type of hobby. It's like a hobby that you get like a ton of um, fulfillment from that isn't electronic. If that makes sense, like yeah, TV, video games, and stuff like that. No, um, I'd say my well, this is my biggest hobby, but music would definitely music, be yeah, the biggest absolutely. one. Um, in particular, songwriting. For me, it's probably the most. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like, I don't know, like, because there's playing in a band, which is, you know, you're playing songs together, which is its own thing, but, like, sitting down with a guitar and actually, like, writing out a song, putting thoughts on paper, and, like, figuring out what sounds good, finding out a good melody, and working through, like, how to say something. Because most of the time when I, like, when I write songs... It's normally as like a way to process thoughts or whatever. Because I'm I'm a pretty private person. I don't really like talk a lot about like feelings and such. And so like if I'm having a bad day or if some I don't know just whatever is going on, I'll normally try to write a song about it. And so there's like a a real difficulty. At least I have found in trying to turn like a feeling or an emotion into like, Word and music. Yeah, something that you can like 
convey. Convey, and it's really difficult to, I feel like, a lot that of the times. That is the hardest part of music writing. Yeah. Composing. Um, and so, and sometimes, like, it takes me forever, and I, like, beat my head against the song. Because most of the time I start with music, and I have, like, a guitar part that I like. Yeah, um, and then you build off of it. And then I build... Um, yeah, sometimes I come up with lyrics first, but that like never ever works out because it work out. it's too hard to write music for lyrics. Yeah, and so I found it much easier to come up with a guitar part that I like, like even like normally just chords, and then I will play it repeatedly, like just over and over again, and just like hum along or something until I find a melody I like. And normally, words will just kind of appear out of nowhere, and then. And then I'll just kind of go from there. Most of my songs that I write are pretty cryptic. Like, your dog died and your truck <laughs> broke down. Yeah, exactly. If I would read, <laughs> if I've read someone the lyrics to a song, like, they probably wouldn't know what it was about most of the time. Um, Mine are so obvious. <laughs> yeah. So the way that I write and the way that I write like that, one, because I'm, again, a really private person. And so I don't want to just, like, you know, Emotion, yeah, emotion, vomit. Just like yeah, emotion, vomit all the way. But the other one is, I find that um, most of the time it's like a scene. I'm like picture, like this latest one I actually just finished like a week ago. It this this one came like super quickly. It was great. Like I literally sat down one day, wrote it all out, and it's done. And I don't want to change anything about it. Like and that never happens. That doesn't happen. Um, yeah. And so, but it's like I have like little scenes in my head, like pictures, moments. And I write up like interesting things about those moments that aren't necessarily like really there. I think I understand what you mean. It's like a movie where like you're just I'm just picking out little things that I notice about a scene that I was in, but no one else has seen that image because obviously it's in my head. So it's kind of abstract, and so people can build their own ideas off of it. Yeah, because I feel like for me, some of the best songs that I've ever like are lines that I like. I have no idea what the heck they're talking about. It's just that one line that they say or that one thing, that one melody or whatever, like reminds me of something in my life that I can relate to. And I don't care what they're singing about. They have their own thing they're just singing about. But to me, that line means something. And it's so, like Taylor Swift's most popular music. The lyrics to them are obviously about like breakups, right? Yeah. But they aren't so specific that you're just like, why is she singing about Taylor Lautner? <laughs> yeah. So there's a guy that wrote a song that really pointed this out. I can't remember his name. His name's like Jason. Mozart? No, Jason <laughs> Isbell or something. Let me see if I'm going to find it. Um, Mraz? Jason, no. Aldean? Isbell, yeah. Jason Isbell. <clears throat> and I don't like love a lot of his music because it's like kind of country-ish. But he has this song called 24 Frames. Send it to me. Send, um, send me, like, like, legitimately text me his name so I can look it up because... You saying it's kind of country. I mean, it's like a, it says right here, uh, Southern rock. So it's kind of like. Okay. So it's country. So. Modern country. <laughs> yeah, he has. But anyway, he has a song and he does that really well where he paints these pictures um, of these scenes. And this is kind of where I thought about that. This is the song that I heard, you know, years ago where it was like, man, that actually is really interesting how he does that. Um, anyway, let me see if I can set this to. Just like send me his name. I'll look him up later. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, I'll, we'll throw it in the show notes so you guys can hear it later. Looking forward to um, it. Listen to it. But, um, so, like, yeah. I guess, so that's kind of, like, why. Um, what do you get out of 
like having a, a hobby or so in touch with? Um, specifically about music or just in general? Just in general. In I mean, general. you can use music as the example. Like, like I guess I'm asking is like, how do you do it? And um, I guess let me explain. So I was watching a video today. Uh, why I'm 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 talking about this? Um, I was watching a video today, and um, the guy's just like, woodworking is such an incredibly attractive hobby for, and I've noticed this for introverts, because you are away from people most of the time when you're doing woodworking and you, you zone in on something and it's, and it's relaxing and it's hard work at the same time. And it's, it's a very attractive hobby to, to, um, to just get solitude and Mm. time to think. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I thought about it and I'm like, my favorite hobbies are night photography, camping, cooking, and woodworking now. I mean, it has been for a long time. I just haven't done it. And all of those, the reasons why I like them the most is because, I mean, night photography, you're out in the dark. It's quiet. It's peaceful. It's calm. You're in solitude. And then cooking, I generally pop some headphones in or something. I cook alone. It's quiet, depending on what I'm listening to. And who else is in the kitchen? Who else is in the kitchen? (laughs) Um, Most of the time, my favorite cooking is I'm home alone, and I am just in the zone completely, just enjoying it. And then camping is out out in the woods, (laughs) quiet, no distractions, (laughs) just chill. And woodworking now is I'm super excited for it because it's just going to be in the garage, and it's going to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Not really. It's actually going to be crazy loud because power tools are loud, but I'll have headphones in that noise cancel and it'll be at least solitude. Like I'll be doing it alone most probably. And I'm really looking forward to the time to just like unplug from reality. Cause you can't check your phone every two minutes when you're dealing with power tools and just zone in on something and just think about my life. And that's something that I just have been really craving lately is time to just be still and quiet and think Mm -hmm. and i mean i think we've talked about this before maybe at least you and i definitely have i don't know if we've talked about it on the show but like time to um just um be disconnected from everything and think yeah didn't you did that for a little while right you had was that during your week of no media that you tried to have just time to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we talked about this. I just said we, did, we, we did no media a while ago. Um, I think I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the podcast. But yeah, so I also like meditated too, like every day. Gnarly. And I did it, and uh, yeah, it was really interesting to. I don't know. I feel like we don't realize it, like how much we're we don't, how much time we don't have to ourselves until you take the time consistently to just actually. <clears throat> not listen to anything and just like be with yourself, I guess. Kind of weird way to put that, but yeah, it really changes. Like it, you, I don't know. You just feel more connected with like your own thoughts, and you like everything just seems more clear. At least that was my experience doing yeah. it for a week. It's kind of interesting. Is recently, I I don't remember what I was listening to. It might have been a podcast. It might have just been a talk or a book or something. Um, but it was it was about how in our no it might have been an article on social media 
because I've been trying to detach myself a little bit more every day from social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize that there there are some serious psychological effects from being connected all the time mm-hmm. to people, to, to um, I mean, just seeing other people's personal lives, just scrolling social media. You don't even participate and you're just as a lurker and you still get the constant, like, you don't, you're not thinking about yourself or thinking about life. You're seeing other people's lives, and and it has a, like a psychological effect on on how you um, your happiness just in general and how you process new data and stuff like that. If you don't have time to yourself, and I was I was reading this article. Oh yeah, I was pushed by my brother. My brother listened to this like book or something, and then there's like a three hour podcast he sent out, and I read a, a summary of it because I didn't want to listen to a three hour podcast about social media uh, consumption. And the summary basically was just like there, there are studies that have shown that taking time to just think and process and just be alone is incredibly critical to a person's happiness. And how we used to get that in our daily life, like just because we didn't have technology, we had the time to do stuff in our think and be alone, like especially when there weren't smartphones you just drive somewhere and you're alone like the whole time because all you have is a radio or a CD player. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, there are a good number of people just wouldn't listen to anything while driving or they didn't have anything to drive like, especially in rural rural areas. They'd have like a truck or something, a farm truck or something, and it wouldn't even have a radio on it because it was so old. And like so people used to have this incredibly healthy time and this this thing is talking about the psychological effects it's having on people and the problems that come from it, like just in general societal problems, crime and stuff like that. But I was thinking, I've been thinking about that with hobbies and how I'm realizing that the hobbies that draw me in the most are the ones that are giving me that time. And I wanted to, that's what I wanted to talk about is like, are you getting that sort of same thing from your hobbies? Is that like what draws you to them? When I was thinking about <laughs> when I was thinking about hobbies, because uh, like music is my biggest hobby, uh, programming is second probably, but it's not like I wouldn't say it's a hobby. It's more of like this is kind of what I want to do career wise. Yeah. Um, but like music, I do generally just for fun, um, something that I really enjoy, and it really it is that like writing a song or a lot of times I'll just play the same guitar part over and over again because it like has a specific mood to it and it, it like lets me I don't know get those emotions out it's almost like squeezing a sponge to me like where you know oh life, I get that from music for sure life you, you know gets you saturated yeah with saturated these, with all these not just emotions. necessarily just emotions that are pot like strong emotions they're just emotions in general yeah like it, it's not like you're like for me anyway with music it's not like i'm feeling particularly moody one day or particularly um angry irritable or in love or, or sentimental or stuff like that i'm just kind of feeling full and then music you just kind of get it out yeah and so a lot of times i'll use music for that and then if it builds it to a certain extent like a certain i don't know threshold whatever then that's normally when I'll like actually write something. Have you ever gotten teardrops on your guitar? <laughs> no, I'm not. Gosh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Another uh, a Taylor Swift reference there. Oh, gosh. I, um, I don't want to talk about her. <laughs> so, um, but then the other, uh, the other hobbies that I do, like the other one that I recently picked up about a year ago is skateboarding, which is pretty different. Picked up? 
You've been doing that for years. I know, but I haven't done it in years. Like I didn't it's do like, it till be- since before my mission. It's like woodworking for me. Yeah. So like eight years later, I started skating again. And that, for me, that one's different because I'm, I mean, I don't check my phone when I'm skating, you know, I go yeah. to the skate park, but, um, it's like something that I do, like where I'm trying to do something, but it's physical. It's very physical, obviously, you know, you're like yeah. moving and there's a lot of, you know, exercise involved in it. And so that one feels not quite, it's, it seems that it's more of the, uh, physical, um, like, uh, help helper where in like music is like an emotional helper. Yeah. And then the other one I do is I go for a lot of walks and most of the time, if I'm at, like in a weird mood or whatever, I'll go for a walk and that's where I can like think and process stuff. Normally I throw on a CD or a CD. What is this? Walk around with what your, is this, 1999. Um, every step makes it skip a little. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um, walk around and then I'll put music in that like just kind of, Ambience. Yeah, but it's like, it kind of, it's the music that uh, kind of uh, portrays the mood I'm in. Yeah. And, and then I'll listen to that while so heavy I metal just, screamer? Yeah, every day. No, I'm just kidding. So Actually, I've been listening to a lot, of a, <laughs> a lot of a band called Novo Amor, who I love. Oh, super ambient. Um, And then I could just think. Wait, wait, wait. What does their name mean? It means a new love. A new love. In Portuguese. Okay. Um, I was thinking about it because you just said a band that I really love, Nova More. Just like, <laughs> I know that's the word for love. <laughs> um, Would you say it's new? I don't know. No, he, he, this is like his. <laughs> You've been listening to it for a while. I have been listening to it. I was just making a, a really dumb fun. But he came out with a new a, a new record uh, a couple months ago. May have been last year, actually. I don't know. But anyway, it's actually pretty good. Um, and yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Dang it! Now I'm now I I'm trying to resist the urge to say so. Yeah. Dang. Oh my gosh! I just want to say it. So yeah. Um. The reason why I wanted to talk about that. Um. Is just kind of that that just keeping that on the radar is like, um, there's, I mean, I know for, I can't remember if it was this last conference, the conference or more before, um, the, the leaders of the church talked about taking time to be still and mm. to, mm-hmm. to think and to disconnect and how important that is. And I'm realizing that even without, um, a conscious, uh, kind of interesting even without like a conscious um steps or having not taken conscious steps to do it it's still coming into my life of doing it and Mm -hmm. it's just like a natural desire of mine and it kind of just makes me think and go that's pretty smart that's kind of one of the cool thing like starting like i don't even know how long ago i did that whole week of no media (laughs) that was january of was it this last year or the year before probably this year because we were in this, we were in this we house in the, or this ward, I the Jimmy say. house. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like, I've started to disconnect myself from the internet a lot too. Like I don't go on social cause I'm doing the year of no social, doing media. social media. Um, and I've even been staying off of, um, like Reddit and YouTube specifically for like just entertainment. Like I don't yeah. go to those places for like entertain me. I go to those places when I need something like, Oh, I need to, to watch a tutorial something. or I want to do this or I want to yeah. see this. And it's really made a, 
I feel like it's made a big difference where I'm not, I don't know. I just feel like well, I, you're not weepy anymore. <laughs> just kidding. <Yeah. laughs> um, I'm just like, I don't know. It just feels like I'm more to myself, which is totally like I'm fine with. And I can, you know, when I need that like social interaction, I hang out with people. Yeah. So, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this episode of inside an introvert's mind. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I, let's talk on, let's move on to talking about books and, um, so you, ha- I can't remember if it was part of your yearly theme or goal to just read more books or if it was just something that you're actively doing. Um, I think I'm going to be, I'm, I'm still playing with the idea. I'm, I think I'm going to focus more on reading books the rest of the year. Cause I, I, I haven't really read many books. I've listened to lots of books. And I'm a little, I'm right now in my low area. Like I go through a roller coaster period where I'll listen to like a ton of books right in a row. And then I'll have a slow period with, without them. But I'm wanting to switch back to what I did in high school and before where I would, I would legitimately read a book every night before bed. And I remember just thinking back on it, it was like quite relaxing. Mm-hmm. And help me go to sleep. And it's the darn phone <laughs> that is giving me a hint of it by reading stuff on it, but it's nothing like actual reading a book. Yeah, that's something that I've noticed too. Like we as a society, and especially this, the younger generation, I mean, we're not even the younger generation anymore. Like, I know, we're all old. We're old. Um, Oh man, I can't but, wait for my midlife crisis. <laughs> but uh, like, where we everything needs to be bite sized. Like, yeah. where we read comments, we don't read the article. We read comments yeah. about the article, but then we don't actually read the big comments. We read the small comments, and it's just like yeah. we're just slowly tapering down. And pretty soon, it's just gonna be like one word. It's like, gonna be like good, emojis, bad. Yeah, like, exactly. A thumbs up. Oh yeah, I really <laughs> like that. Yeah, and so there's something different about reading something that someone has taken the time to really explore and really either if even hone if it's fiction on. yeah hone their craft either it's a fiction book or if it's a book about something like someone that really explore and go in depth on a thing um and i think we as a society we're totally i mean if it's not a netflix show then it's just like not <laughs> gosh <laughs> sorry <laughs> gosh if it's not like a Netflix show or something like that, then we don't watch it, uh, or we, no, don't, we don't participate. We're participating in it, and so um, I'd agree with that. I, I I can't say how many books that I've started that were physical and gotten a couple pages in and felt some like real emotions from, and then not picked up again because I just am too busy looking at freaking Instagram or going on my phone and reading articles about my new phone that's coming in the mail or (laughs) things like that where like they aren't necessarily, I mean, a lot of it is, but, but I'd say about half of what I end up reading at night on my phone is a complete waste of time. And the other half is actually useful information that it actually like applies to my life. Like, especially the last few days, I've just been reading article after article and watching YouTube video after YouTube video about woodworking and the tools that I need and, and, and like, how to get by with the cheapest tool set you can and me looking and going, okay, what would I be comfortable with knowing my skills with wood already and going, okay, I don't need that tool. Cause I can do the same thing with that. 
and stuff like that. Um, so that's not necessarily a waste of time, but it's still superficial to the point where most of what I've consumed the last few days, I don't remember. I remember yeah. a few highlights, like ideas that I've put in my head, like, oh, when I build my workbench, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to use this and this tool. But that was like one video that showed me that, and I've consumed like a dozen. Yeah, I found that the same like with guitar because <clears throat> I've been playing a lot more electric guitar lately, like practicing a ton. Yeah. And you can get to a rabbit hole of just watching a bunch of YouTube videos on guitar, like how to improve a guitar, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's a couple particular uh, guys on YouTube that I really like who make really great guitar videos. Um, one of whose name is Paul Davis, Davids. Paul Davids is his name. He's like a German guy. He's, I don't know, he's from Europe somewhere. I don't think he's German, but um, he has like a bit of an accent, but he's he's an amazing guitar player and he makes these really great videos. Um, but, you know, I could get just watch a bunch of them and I don't learn yeah. any. I mean, I enjoy watching them because I enjoy watching his videos, but I don't apply any of his stuff. Ideas, yeah. And then the other day I was watching a video and um, I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to like try this out because a guy was giving me like a tip or something like, hey, try this. And I started using it and it like is awesome. And I've incorporated it into my daily like practice and my daily thing. And then the other day I was playing, I was trying to learn a song. Um, it's a song that is greatly above my skill level because I'm trying to push myself. It's yeah. a very fast, very technical song. And I was having trouble with a particular part of it. And I pulled up a video by this Paul Davids guy uh, and watched the video for the specific problem I was having. And he gave me some really, really useful pointers, and I've been using them since, and I've been implying them in my practice. And there's such a difference in going to the internet for a specific purpose solution. and then to use that solution. Than just um, squatting and consuming. Yeah, then like say, hey, I'm look at all these solutions I'm Look solving. at how bored I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've definitely seen the difference in that. Yeah. So there's a video. So I follow a guy. Um, his name is Steve, and his has a channel called Woodworking for Mere Mortals. And his whole point is he wants to have a YouTube channel that is for the average day person. So he uses tools in it that most people can get their hands on. Almost everyone can get their hands on, and they're cheap. Like he has like this thing. He's basically just like you know, woodworking isn't just for some fancy wood shop with some crazy expensive gear. Like I, he, he specifically uses certain tools that are easy to come by. You can buy them secondhand for under a hundred dollars, most of them. And, um, and he, let's see, where was I going with this? Why did I bring him up? I was watching a video today about, um, the type he has is like a retrospective on, gosh, that's such a programming term. It's like an inspection on his last 10 years on YouTube. And he's like, let's talk about the type of content I made at the beginning. And he's like, you know, when I was first on YouTube, the first five years before I was considered a quote unquote content creator, um, he just uploaded videos for fun. Like he'd make something and just be like, you know, this is fun. I'm going to document this for myself and put it on YouTube. And then eventually it became his full-time job. And now he's just like, I got to worry about the clicks. I got to worry about what people want to see. And I can't just focus on the builds. I have to focus on 10-minute how-tos and stuff like that. And he's, he's talking about like how he kind of misses being able to go back. And he had a, before YouTube allowed longer than 10 minutes, he had a 
like eight or something, a really long video series on building his build process with a chessboard where he showed every detail that he did. Hmm. And he actually never finished it. It took him like seven years to finish it. So he like, he did all of these things and then he never built the chess pieces for it. Oh gosh. <laughs> but, um, he, he's just like that type of content creation is no more on YouTube. Like it is so hard to find stuff like that where people just take the time to document the whole process because they want to and not because they're looking for people to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like now when you, you do YouTube, it's just people want to see stuff. And so you build for people to see stuff. It's, it's turning into the new TV where yeah, it's very it scripted and very, very, uh, yeah. And like when he was talking about all this, he was just like, um, he, he wanted to talk a little bit about how much it's changed away from you know, building the whole project to these how-tos that he does. And it made me realize that like my life and the things that I consume in general are, I, I don't want to be that type of consumer where I, I only look or watch videos that just catch my attention and that they're just short and they're to the point and kind of boring, but mildly interesting. He's like, I, he's just like, I have two, two audiences and there's a very small one, which I consider my my core fan base and he's like for them i like to make the project videos the really long ones that show every step because these are the type of people that that watch my videos to follow along to actually do it to learn something and to build their craft and their skill but the majority of my views he's like saying the majority of his views come from and his income comes from people that will comment something like yeah i'm never going to do this but it's fun to watch you work (laughs) But these are the type of people that will watch five minutes of video, and if it's not interesting to them, they click away. So he loses money. Yeah. So he's he's just like I kind of I feel bad about the old YouTube and like the internet in general is changing this way, where if something isn't focused in on our really fragile attention spans, um, we go away from it, and it it sucks to us. But he's he was kind of like talking about how it's kind of a bummer that we don't have all of this prolific content that goes in depth because we're missing out on so much interesting information because we're trying to get views and be super attention grabbing. Yeah. Like, true. Think about that in my own life and how I want to get to the point where I'm not just a, a, I mean, social butterfly is the only way I think of like just flitting from one little interaction to the next. I want to be someone that enjoys the boring and the interesting all together as a single process, like from start to finish, which is another reason why I'm really diving in on the woodworking and I'm investing time and money into it is because I want, I know it's a source of the boring and the interesting, like taking a project from it, the very start, the preconceptions and writing things down and then initializing the build and then building and then finishing, especially finishing. Like the process of finishing probably takes about 30% of the time because it's so attention to detail oriented and attention to detail oriented. There's so much attention to detail. There's so much attention to detail. (laughs) Yeah. And how you have to make it look nice and stuff. And I, there's a lot of things in there that I know I don't enjoy but I want to learn to enjoy them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like 
there are certain types of cuts I don't like doing, or they're like gluing the carcass together and like making the whole square square. I hate it. Oh yeah. Because it it's if you mess it up, you're done. Like you have to scrap the project. But I like that whole journey is what I want to enjoy. I don't want to enjoy the end product and be like literally everyone else on the internet and just finding the end product and enjoying the little thing and then going from one thing to the next. I want to really dive into something and really get to know its ins and outs and hone my craft and enjoy it from start the journey. And like part of me is playing with the idea of like, you know what, I should just record it and maybe... Like there's a part in the back of my mind that's like maybe I'll be one of the new wave of YouTube videos that's all about the journey and really long form videos again and not caring about clicks and stuff. It's like I think about it and I'm like, but I'd also want to do that for myself. Like check out this process that I went through like 10 years ago. I've documented it. Like here's an hour and a half long video or six hour long video of me building something like that's an interesting way to journal. And I think I might want to do that for myself. I don't know. Hmm. I just rambled for a long time about something that you can't really relate to. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) not, not in a way like matters. No offense. It's all good. I'm just kidding. None taken. (laughs) Just being weird. <laughs> no, you get what I mean though, like the the feeling that I'm trying to capture and get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely again, it just goes back to like or I mean the same thing we were talking about books where like no one re- or we don't yeah, we read as much books. anymore. We don't read as much anymore because we want something bite-sized. Yeah. And we just want something to entertain us and like reading something or doing something um and becoming really good at something takes like you were saying, you have to go through the boring parts to get to the fun parts. It's like, you know, programming, working on a bug that you can't fix and it just drives you absolutely crazy and you hate yourself for it and everything sucks. I'm never going to program again. And then you finally get it to work and then it's the greatest thing ever. It's like the biggest dopamine rush ever. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with like songwriting for me where I, you know, it sucks and I hate it all, but you know, I hate every single thing I write, but then I finally find something that actually sounds pretty good, you know, and you know, there's like one song that I wrote years ago. When did I write that song? I can't remember. I wrote like two or three years ago. Is it about me? No. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. And it's probably th- over three years ago. And like, I still, like, it sucked, right? Like, it took me a while to write and get it, like, mm-hmm. to sound how I wanted. I, you know, redid it like three times, but I finally have it in a place where I like it. And like, it's still my go-to song if I'm being, if I'm down, like if I'm feeling down, I play that song, even if I just am strumming the guitar parts and I can just like sing along or hum along it to my, my head, like it still like brings me joy. And so it's just one of those Man, things. What's it that, like having songs that, did you write it when you were down? When I was down? Like feeling emotional oh, about yeah, something? Yeah. All my songs are like that. <laughs> What's it like to have a song that brings you joy that you wrote when you're down? Because <laughs> I wrote a song a couple of years ago, um, and I listen to it now. I'm like, holy crap, I was really feeling like crap when I wrote this. <laughs> and it like brings back some of the emotions. I'm like, holy cow, this... like. So I, I actually, because of my last relationship, didn't actually do much music stuff for a while because it was just too sensitive mm-hmm. emotionally for me. 
And so like when I finally started getting back into it the last couple of months, I went back and revisited some of the songs that I written during the beginning period of that, mm-hmm. all that emotion stuff. And I was just like, oof, <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> and like, I'm thinking about that and it's just like such a useful thing. It's like, I, I think about like that really like captures, you know, the, the time and how I was feeling and how life was like, there's parts of the song that I really like. I love the way that it feels, but the lyrics are just kind of like rough for me mm-hmm. because I'm remembering all these emotions I was feeling when I was writing it. And that's kind of like something that, that I really value and woodworking specifically, cause that's my thing right now. Again, like when I see the stuff that I've built in the past, it reminds me of the, my life at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm really wanting to capture that again. It's like, it's, it's a part of me. And I'm tired of the last couple of years or the last year or so of not really making an impact, even in my own life. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I have very little to look back on this time other than some like journals and recordings and stuff and just go, wow. Like, just like explore. I have like pictures and stuff, but there's nothing really of like value per se. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it also like to rediscover it. I don't know about you, but like for me, I, there's two different types of people. I feel like there's people that listen to music, like when they're down, they listen to really happy music. Yeah. And then there are other people who listen when they're down, they listen to really downer music and yeah. it makes it feel better. <laughs> I'm definitely in the latter category. Where like, I'm, a, I'm, I, I am to, firmly in between. I do not, if I'm like feeling like depressed or emotional or whatever, I will not listen to happy music at all. Like it just is such a turn off. The uh, roughest part of my life, I literally listen to on repeat every day because it made me a little happier. I'm on top of the world by Imagine Directions. <laughs> like literally for like two months straight, I listened to it every day because at the end of the day, I felt like crap. That's hilarious. And I'd listen to that and it'd make me feel a little better and then I'd go to bed. Yeah, I have a playlist. It's just all just super depressing music for. But I also yeah. listen to some like really heart wrenching stuff. Like, oh my gosh, though there's one song. It's such a good song. It's um, love. Yeah, that I, knew, I knew you were talking about that song as soon as you mentioned. That, <laughs> that song is, is just. It, is it Finding Hope? Is that the band name? Finding or Hope. Yeah. yeah. That song, we should post it, like put it in the show notes because it's it's such a good song, but it's such like a oof, sort of like, it really gets you in the feels. And that song legitimately was like the song of 2018 for me. I literally (laughs) listened to that song to death to the point where, actually I could probably listen to it now and be fine. But in the end, I couldn't listen to it anymore because it just brought back so many rough like emotions. Yeah. And see, that's like part of the reason why I write like really kind of cryptically where I try to capture an emotion. And even, even if though I do do it in scenes, like little like images, um, they're still vague enough to where if I'm going through a similar thing, I can listen to the song and it'll it apply be, new. It'll yeah, like it, newly it, apply to the new, my new That's situation. the problem with my music is it's a little too specific where it brings me back to a specific event. And if mm. I'm feeling a certain way, I can't deal with that song at that point because I'm just like, eh. I don't want to relive that moment. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I've actually started being a little more vague in my music is for that reason. like I want to capture how I felt in the time without being reminded of specific incidents. Mm -hmm. And man, 
We need to eventually get back to volumes all mode and talk about the Constitution again because that is just so wonderful to do, and it could align with reading a book. True. <laughs> I'm reading a different book, though. I'll have to finish so this Yeah, we'll do it. We're, maybe not next time, but we'll— No commitments. Yeah, no commitments. Ever. Otherwise, we don't record a podcast. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Find me? Yeah. Uh, in my house? <laughs> just kidding. I mean, duh. <laughs> um, actually, not always. You can't really find me online, actually, because I'm not on social media. What about your website? It's not up yet. I mean, you can go to nathansandage.com. It's my old website now. It's on Squarespace. It's about to be a new minted website that I custom coded everything. Um, posted myself, but that is not up yet. Hopefully, it'll be up in the next week or two. Yeah. I mean, people can contact you through the podcast form. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, midnightstrollpodcast.com. There's a contact form there. You can reach out to us, see if you uh, see what you, what your thoughts are on the episode. If you uh, feel like people are, are, are their attention spans are way less now. Um, Do we need to give a shout out to the last person that used it? Yeah, my, yeah, we had the a great and powerful, a great and powerful John. He uh, reached out to us and uh, likes our new format. So yeah, let's hear what you guys think. If you guys, here's here's the thing. If you guys are in a bad mood, we listen to sad music. Or if you're in a sad mood, you listen to happy, upbeat music. Let's see, uh, let's take a poll. <laughs> We're going to get one response. <laughs> one response. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, no, my sister will eventually get to it. But um, you can find me at joshuakpearson.com, my website. I have a contact form there. Love to hear from you. See my projects, other stuff too. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you next week. Yep. See ya.